Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to this week's episode of Healthy-ish with Nutrishmish. Okay, we have started a YouTube channel. I don't know if you've seen it at all. I asked you guys on my stories. I'm like, do you guys like the podcast? Do you want the YouTube content? Because we were doing that for a couple weeks. And you guys were like, we want both. So here I am to deliver. We're going to have different content on both platforms. But today's episode, I am really, really excited about. We are talking about and diving into this whole friggin' craze of these injectables, right? The Ozempic, the Wigovi, all of these crazy injectables that all of these celebrities are allegedly doing for weight loss. I know some of my clients have asked me about them. I know some of my clients' doctors have recommended them. So we are going to do a deep dive today. We're going to talk about what they are if they work, how they work, and what happens after. So make sure you don't miss this episode because we are going to be going over everything and this is going to be such a hot topic. I want you guys to know the skinny on the injectable weight loss craze. Was that cheesy? I don't know, but I went with it. Okay, so let's let's dive into this. So there, th- these these guys go by a couple of different names. So let's let's meet of all, all of our friends here. So we got Ozempic, right? That's like I think that one's the OG. That's what they use for type two diabetes. Then I believe for weight loss they they call that guy Wigovi. Although they can all be used for weight loss, but I think that's like the more common one for weight loss. And then there's like Manjaro, all the characters. That's that's what they're all called. Let's get a little bit into like the nerdy sciencey shit so you understand how it works. And if you are listening to this podcast, I need you to listen to the end because just listening to what it does, if you don't hear how it ends, you're missing the whole friggin' point. So if you're committing to this podcast, make sure you listen to the whole episode because I need you to hear what happens when you stop these things. That's the important part of this whole thing. But let's dive into the nerdy sciencey shit so you understand how the whole thing works. Okay, so you guys are all gonna be able to help your kids with their science homework after this, let's kind of do this together. So what these things are, there's something called a semaglutide. Semaglutides, say it with me, semaglutide. You guys learned a new word. Um, It's a GLP-1 antagonist. What the F does that mean? That means it's kind of like a hormone, right? And what it does is it circulates in the blood and it gets received by different receptors in different organs, specifically the liver, the pancreas, the brain, then GI tract. Do not glaze over yet. I hope I didn't lose you yet. I want you to understand how these things even make weight loss happen in the first place because it's so interesting when you understand it. So one of the things it does is it goes to the brain, right? There's some receptors for this type of hormone on the brain. And what it does, it goes to the hypothalamus and it helps control appetite. That one's kind of an obvious one. So it helps control appetite and helps promote what's called satiety, which means that you feel full. So this motherfucker's going in and it's like, I'm going to make you feel full in the brain. Then it goes to the GI tract. And what it does in the GI tract, right, is it delays gastric emptying. And that's code for it makes you feel full longer. So the brain's like, "Mm, we're not even hungry. And then the GI tract is like, we're actually not hungry because this food that you ate is taking a longer time to digest. And then the pancreas is like, hey, we want some too. And the pancreas comes in, right? And what this thing does to the pancreas is it helps it secrete insulin. And what insulin does is insulin helps your cells basically like it unlocks your cells so your cells can can eat the sugar so it helps lower blood sugar right then it goes to the liver and the liver's like well we want some action too here and it lowers what's called gluconeogenesis which is the production of sugar so basically what it's doing is it's go- it's this hormone thing and it's it's Um, attaching to the receptors in all these organs and that's what it's doing so in the brain it makes you less hungry in the GI tract it makes you feel more full in the pancreas it helps you secrete insulin and then in the liver it helps lower the production of sugar so now you're like oh shit no wonder this works but 
what happens afterwards. Okay, so after all of this happens, right? So you've seen the weight loss, right? Like again, allegedly, guys, when you say allegedly, you can't get in legal trouble. Allegedly, you know, Kim Kardashian and all these celebrities have used this thing. Um, one celebrity or influencer that came out is um, Remy. She is a, a, she's the influencer that does the real life haul. Her stuff's amazing. I love her. Um, she went on it and she claimed that after she went off of it, she gained everything back plus. So what they did was they actually like ran these trials. And what's so interesting is I listened to a ton of interviews from doctors speaking about this clinical trial that they did, speaking on these studies of what happens when these people stop this medication and their responses to the results I shouldn't say they surprised me because honestly nothing surprised me at this point but it was it was a little alarming and surprising but um let's get into what happened and then what the medical response was in regards to that okay so let's dive in what actually happened here during these clinical trials aka studies all right so here's what they did they took 68 people right and they put them all on one of these injectables they also lowered their calories by about 500 and they also had them do 150 minutes of activity the reason that they did that was because they wanted to show that there was a lifestyle change component right and there was also the medication so they had everybody in the group do this for 20 weeks now during those 20 weeks the group lost about 10 percent of their body weight on average then what they did was they took half of that group and they stopped the medicine but they kept up the lifestyle intervention they had them you know they were they were always seeing everybody was seeing some kind of registered dietitian or nutrition counselor they still were lowering their calories by about 500 uh, calories a day as well as 150 minutes of activity for the week okay now what happened the group that kept up with the lifestyle changes right but stopped the medication ended up regaining the weight back the group that kept up with the medication they continued losing weight until they lost about 18 percent of their body weight here was the part that i found the most interesting here's how like i was watching commentary um through a, of a doctor on this study and her take on it was fascinating to me now i'm gonna put this out there i am not a doctor right at all i have no medical background but i have i do have a very strong nutrition dietetic behavioral eating change background i've worked with my company's worked with over 10,000 people have a very high long-term success rate when it comes to keeping weight off um i also have my undergrad as well as a master's degree in nutrition and dietetics so i i, I know that i don't know a lot but i know that her take on it was very interesting and it's i'm not surprised because here's here's what you need to here's what you need to remember surgeons are going to want to cut doctors want to prescribe i think when someone's toe hurts it's because of something they ate we all we all know what we know right her take on it was that and again this is just my theory she said obesity is disease and see even with these lifestyle interventions these people these people were not able to keep the weight off my take on it here's the thing i think we hit weight loss from every friggin' angle but i think for a, a strong group of people people who really struggle the people who are going to be the people that seek this stuff out it is 1000 percent a psychology thing but we don't talk about it in terms of psychology when i hit people who have this level of need right when they know the right things to do but they can't follow through with it right it's a psychology thing because they have a really difficult relationship with food. They have strong ties between their dopamine hit receptors and food. And we don't hit it from a psychology point of view enough. We always look at it from like diet, right? We always look at it from like medication, but those are just like band-aids, right? 
for people who struggle on this level, in my opinion at least, it's a psychology thing. But her thing was that, see, these people like still were having their, their calories in a 500 calorie deficit. They were still doing the activity and they still gained the weight back. Okay, again, this is my theory. I have no medical degree, background, nothing. But let's kind of go back to what this thing does, right? I told you before, in the brain, it helps control your appetite. Well, okay, are these people reporting? They might have been, I don't know. But are these people actually reporting accurately how much they were eating? How do we know for sure that they were in a 500 calorie deficit? Because I know even to get my clients to track their food, it is like pulling teeth, right? So how do we know? Because here's the thing, if your brain feels one way, but then all this, and your appetite's under control, but then all of a sudden you have an appetite again, it might be really difficult, right? For people to to keep that 500 calories off, but they might still report that they did because they might be embarrassed, right? Possibility, right? Then we had the GI tract delaying gastric emptying. There was, you were putting something in your body that was helping you digest food slower. That's what was fixing the, that was what was helping to fix the problem, but then you took that away. So that mechanism is no longer there. So no wonder they gained the weight back, right? And then you have, you know, the, the pancreas with the insulin and the lower the production of sugar. You have you have this drug acting on all these areas. So it's like a Band-Aid, of course. But then when you take that Band-Aid off, the wound is still there because we didn't treat it from its source, which I've told you, in my opinion, the people that seek, that need these things, um, I think in a great deal of them, it's, it's more of a, a psychology thing than anything else. Um, but like I said, that is my own opinion. But no wonder, you know, it's, it's, it's very similar to a diet. When you are dieting and you're able to stick to the diet, you're able to stick to the plan, of course you're gonna see results. But then when you stop, they come back, right? Unless you fix it at the root of the problem, which again, and I think with a lot of these people, it's a psychology thing, um, you know, it, the problem is going to come back. So there, so the, the twist that, that I just found mind blowing, the connection that she made was that there is nothing that these people can do. Like that was the message that I got. Like she was saying that these people still decrease their calories by 500. They still had their activity at 150 minutes and they still gain the weight back because you took away the mechanism at which they lost it. The way she interpreted it, again, this was just one doctor, but she, the way, the feeling I got from what she said was that she felt it was a, genetic thing like there was nothing you can do and again I'm sure there are people that deal with that to be honest with you though I in my 10,000 people I, I don't think I've had anybody where I was like you're just genetically predisposed to this like I haven't like there's been people that have like thyroid conditions and medical things like holding them back for sure or hormone things or gut things but I've never had somebody where it was just like no you actually can't lose weight we actually can't fix this problem in you um, but it's because, you know, in, in my practice, at least when we identified as a psychology issue, we had from a psychology point of view. Um, so that's what the study was. There's a second part to the study that I want to dive into, but that was such an interesting interpretation that I thought. And, and the, the, um, advice that she gave was you basically need to stay on this medication forever. But again, like I said before, surgeons are going to want to cut doctors are going to want to prescribe, like that's just, you know what you know. So her suggestion was if you don't want to gain the weight back, you're going to have to pretty much stay on this medication forever, but maybe in like a lesser dose. So I found that fascinating. But then there was a second part to the study. So the second part to the study was basically like, okay, this wasn't a long period of time. 20 weeks is not a long period of time. What if we have these people on this medication for a year or longer? What happens? So, and this is the part of the study that I found very interesting because what they did was they had them on it for a longer period of time, but then when they went off of it, they stopped all intervention, meaning like they stopped seeing the nutritionist, they stopped the medication, all, all intervention was essentially like taken at the same time. 
why I found that interesting was because that mimics real life more, right? How often are we like on a diet and we're doing everything and then we completely stop, right? Like that, that to me at least mimicked real life a little bit more. So they had these people on for, I believe over a year, seeing a nutritionist, whatever, but then they took away all of that, right? And what they noticed was they regained the weight again, but they regained it even more rapidly. And that's what a lot of these celebrities that are kind of coming off of this are saying. So the doctors, again, who want to prescribe, their thing is like, well, just maybe do a lesser dose of it, but like you're going to have to be on it like long, long term, maybe your whole life long term, NBD. Um, but that was what I found so interesting. So I know a lot of doctors are prescribing this. I know a lot of doctors are recommending it. And it's just such a vulnerable population too because like if you're the kind of person that really struggles with this, you're the kind of person that is going that that struggled with weight their whole life. Like how freaking tempting is it to 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 take a medicine, to take a pill, to put an injectable in your body, right? But what it's doing is it's a band-aid. We're not fixing the problem, we're not getting to the root of the problem. So unless you're going to stay on this medication your whole life, which like I mean God bless you if that's what you want, but like I don't know. There's got to be some type of long-term concept. I, I don't. I don't know. I can't speak on it medically or professionally. I, I. I always like to try to avoid medication whenever possible. But my point in telling you all this is, this is going to be coming up more and more and more. It's going to be in the media more and more. I don't see this going away anytime soon, especially since like so many of the medical surgical ways of losing weight are kind of deemed a failure. You know, the bariatric thing, they're finding it's not really working. The sleeve thing, long term, it's not really working. So I feel like this is the next medical wave of weight loss. But the problem with all of these interventions is that it's not getting to the root of the problem. Like I said, in my opinion, the people that are seeking these things out, it's a psychological thing, right? It's that dopamine hit that you have in the brain when it comes to food. It's a lifelong uh, relationship with food where your parents told you that you couldn't eat you know what you what you wanted so it became a control thing like these are these are more in my opinion like i said psychological issues that are just kind of manifested through food um and in my experience when you solve for that problem people lose the weight and people keep it off and people have behavioral changes um and this seems like a quick easy fix and i get how that might be so appealing especially to somebody who has been has been a struggle their whole life but then if you're starting to listen to the people who went through it and are now coming off of it they're so disappointed they just put their bodies through so much and again when your body is used to getting medical intervention it maybe doesn't function great on its you know it might take a little while for your body to remember to do these things again on their own and that might be one of the reasons why you know the um weight came on even more rapidly for that group that was on it longer so my suggestion is you know, unless there's a reason, and obviously I always talk to your doctor, save this as like a last, last resort. Don't do it. It's definitely not a quick fix. It's definitely not the easy way out. It's definitely not something that is a viable long-term solution. Um, because look, at the end of the day, it's not weight that causes diseases. It's not weight, in my opinion, again, that causes diabetes, like all these things. It's people's eating habits. People's eating habits cause maybe their weight to be high. They cause maybe their blood pressure to be high, their cholesterol to be high. So unless you are able to fix your eating habits, it's always going to be an issue. And this is what we do at Nutritionist. We get to the root of the problem, and that's why our success rate is so high. And that's why, you know, I've never worked with somebody who, you know, didn't have some kind of like actual medical condition where we weren't able to get the weight off and keep it off um, if they were willing to put in the work, because it is work. But 
the nice thing is if you put a little bit of work, then you never have to do it again. Versus like this is another form of the hamster wheel. It's the dieting hamster wheel, it's the medical hamster wheel. You're always gonna have to be doing something to maintain the weight. You put a little bit of work in now, and then you don't have to worry about it so much in the future. And if that's something that sounds exciting to you, I do have a link in the show notes. You can get started with your first session with us if you would like, and we'll just start to create a roadmap for you. During that session, we'll really be able to identify where your problems are and where they aren't because not everybody has the same problems. That's why some programs and philosophy works for some people, but not others. And then we'll be able to show you the path of least resistance. How are we going to get you from point A to point B where you're making the changes, where you're going to see the most results with the least impact. And then we just kind of progress you further. It's all one-on-one. You get to work one-on-one with our brilliant nutritionistas who are experts in our program. And um, we just make sure, my, my no, I want to make sure everybody sees results. So, you know, I find this whole thing really interesting. I think it's important to be informed about it. Like I said, I'm not a doctor. A lot of these things that I commented on, a lot of them were facts. A lot of it was my opinion. Um, but take it for what you will. And if you found this interesting, make sure that you are subscribed and make sure you check us out next week on our episode of Healthyish with Nutrishmish.